Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in, guys, on this Tuesday Championship Series Tuesday in one where Mississippi State absolutely, obviously, absolutely has to win tonight. It's winner go home for the Bulldogs after a uh, kind of a drubbing last night at the hands of Vanderbilt. Eight to two was the final score last night. Uh, there's bad, of course, when you lose a game like that, but also I've got a spin zone for you. I've got a spin zone. Maybe make you guys feel a little bit better on this uh, Championship Tuesday is what I'll call it. So again, welcome in. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me, as uh, a lot of you always are. And if you're a first-time watcher or listener of this, welcome. Do this every morning about 8 a.m. I'm a little bit late this morning, I know that. But about 8 a.m., Monday through Friday on Periscope, so which is just Twitter Live. Facebook, find me on Facebook and uh, like my Facebook page. Uh, YouTube, search my name right there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're up into the 80s now. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So thank you guys for doing that. If you have, uh, subscribe on YouTube. And if you are a podcast listener, wherever you get them, this gets uploaded there. iTunes, Spotify, my name, or Mike in the Morning should do the trick. And uh, the Sunday show also uh, gets uploaded there. So thank you guys for tuning in. Glad you're with me. And uh, not so good last uh, last night for Mississippi State. The crowd was amazing. Uh, I I almost put this on Twitter. I thought about it. I didn't know if uh, if a lot of you would agree with me. So I'll say it here because you guys are nicer to me here than you are on Twitter. I think there are more. There were more Mississippi State fans at the game last night than there have ever been at Duty Noble. Now, the, what's the record? It's it's about fifteen thousand, right? Felt like there was about 20,000 state fans there in Omaha. So, I don't know. For whatever that's worth, maybe nothing to you. But the the state fans, the crowd looked uh, just absolutely uh, incredible last night. You guys did a good job for like a half inning. Did a good job for about a half inning of drowning out the whistler with his three whistles and then let's go state. But I understand why that that momentum kind of died after uh, the first inning went the way it did. But the crowd looked amazing. Uh, So, there's that. 8-2 Eight to two was the final, of course, and the story was uh, really uh, McLeod. Christian McLeod just could not get out of the first inning. Um, he's in his own head right now. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's the pressure of of the College World Series that's getting to him, or just having a slump, if you will. I know that's really designated for pitchers, but having a slump at the absolute worst time. Because he's better than what, obviously, he's better than what he showed you here so far at the College World Series. He's much better than what he has showed you so far. Uh, he's in his head. I mean, his struggles last night, it's not like Vanderbilt rocked him. Uh, they they really didn't. I mean, he, he gave up two hits in those six runs. Two hits. Uh, that, that that was all mental. It's um, it, it's It was tough to watch, especially since that was the second time so far in the College World Series that he did that. But um, he's a lot better than that. And I had somebody uh, say to me last night, 
Chris Lamona should have started somebody else. And, you know, that's really easy to say in hindsight. It's been your guy all year. He's been really good this year. I mean, it's easy to say that now, that he shouldn't have started last night. But he is definitely in his own head. The only criticism I would give is uh, Lamonis left him in at least one batter too long. Uh, unless uh, Patrick was not ready in the bullpen, uh, there was at least two batters too long uh, there in the first. And uh, maybe Lamonis was just trying to get out of there and, and maybe steal an inning and not have to go to your bullpen in the first. I understand that. But um, if you make the change earlier and you go to Chase, and I, you know I know he gave up a home run, but um, if you go to him earlier, it's possible – that uh, maybe you get out of that inning with a little bit less damage and make that game closer. So if you're going to criticize it, I don't think the criticism lies with starting McLeod. I mean, who who would have imagined that that would have gone down like that two games in a row? That's not really been his thing. Um, but I, I do think he was left in too long. I even said last night, I said, go get him. Go get him, Chris. I mean, he, he was clearly not in it last night. And the last hit he gave up was kind of a seeing eye single. It wasn't a hard hit base. Baseball, but still, I mean, you could you could feel that coming, especially with the command issues he had, having to force one over. You know, it was it was just tough. But um, you just you don't expect performances like that two games in a row from a guy like that. That's just that's what happens. And then when you've got Jack Leiter on the other side, and I think State offensively did a pretty good job on Leiter. I mean, he was he's going to be a what, top 15 pick at worst here in a few weeks? Uh, you know, if you'd have told me before the game, Mississippi State is going to score two runs and six complete from lighter, I would tell you they had a chance. Uh, I mean, that's how good he is. And I would have said, hey, they, they've got a chance to win this game. If, if they chase him after six with two runs on the board, they've got a shot. And so I, I don't think there's anything really there um, to uh, – to be all that worried about it's uh and on top of that after McLeod here's your spin zone okay so the bad uh McLeod was not good last night obviously uh you do go down 0-1 in the championship series and recent history says that's not that bad of a position to be and I'll give you those numbers later but still uh Vanderbilt presumably will have Kumar Rocker available and Will Bednar is you know, just on a couple days rest if State decides to throw him today, and we'll get to that here in a second as well. Uh, so advantage definitely with Vanderbilt right now, but recent history says maybe not the case. So the bad, uh, McLeod was was quite bad last night. He's in his own head. Um, you can just tell. I, I feel terrible for him. Uh, just not his best stuff last night. He's much better than that, and um, he'll come back strong. He's just – he was in his own head last night, I think. Um, and you're down 0-1 in the series. That's that's not good. Spin zone here, though. You want a little spin on your Tuesday morning? I'll spin it for you. First of all, 11 of 17 Game 1 winners, 11 of the last 17 Game 1 winners have won the championship series in the College World Series. Now, that sounds like it favors, and it does, it sounds like it favors the Game 1 winner. It does. However, look at it differently. Not 11 of 17, but that means Game 1 winners are 11 and 6 winning the series. The last two College World Series champions lost the first game, and it's something like four of the last five. So this is not uncharted territory. This isn't unprecedented. It's not something that 
history has shown you that teams can come back from, or can't come back from, I should say. 11 of the last 17, that really means 11 and 6 in the last 17. And again, most recently, the game one loser has won the College World Series. On top of that, after the first inning, uh, I mean, Chris Lamonis did just like he did uh, last time McLeod wasn't very good uh, in, in the College World Series. Threw some guys that, you know, you're you're potentially going to need again. But he didn't burn any of them. Just two innings of work at most for everybody. Uh, Cade Smith threw 30 pitches. Uh, Casey Hunt threw 27 pitches. So nobody's burned. And it's uh, arms that you wouldn't exactly use in pressure situations. And you didn't extend any of them. Uh, but they largely shut down Vanderbilt after... Uh, the debacle in the first inning. And that kind of underscores why I thought Mississippi State was going to lose last night but win the series. Because Vanderbilt offensively has been kind of bad in the College World Series. Really bad. They didn't earn those eight runs last night. They they didn't. McLeod just kept putting guys on. And after he gets chased, Mississippi State shut Vanderbilt down. It's not a good offense right now. They've really struggled in the College World Series. So if you're looking for spin zone today, I've got spin zone for you. Uh, This is not uncharted territory. Like I said, 11 of the last 17. The last two and four of the last five, I believe, game one losers have won the College World Series. And your bullpen, and not even your best arms in the bullpen, shut that offense down. So it's a new day. It's a team that's mentality, I think, will be just fine. Uh, Chris Lamona said during the game, and by the way, I, I think that the during game interviews are useless in every sport to me. I, I mean, you, you don't learn anything, and you're only taking the guy away from his job to give you a couple of generic quotes after some bad questions by the play-by-play guy. I, I've, I've thought this long before last night. I don't think Carl Ravage asked Chris Lamona anything bad. I, Chris Lamona wasn't like mean to him or anything, but you could just tell it's the national championship series right now. My team's losing right now. And you want me to put this headset on and talk to Carl Ravitch while the game's going on? Forget that. Like, it, it never adds anything to the game. The, the coaches exclusively hate it. They never get asked any decent question ever. And you never learn anything from those interviews. But Chris Lamonis did say, he's like, you know, the, the mindset's good. They're still competing. And you saw that. I mean, like I said, they shut down Vanderbilt and continued to battle at the plate against two of the best pitchers. I mean, Jack Leiter is going to be a top 10 pick here soon or whatever it is. And then Maldonado, they're one of their two high-level relievers. Great pitcher. Kind of a hothead, but he's a great pitcher. And I don't think Mississippi State stopped competing. Um, so the mindset is fine. You know, new day, reset, all that good stuff. Um, this isn't unprecedented territory. This isn't like a 3-1 lead somewhere. Although apparently France yesterday, I'm not a big international soccer guy if it's not the United States, but France blew a 3-1 lead in uh, in PKs yesterday. They were up 3-1 in like the 89th minute or something and uh, and lost the game. So even then, it's not unprecedented, but they are in fine shape. Um, there's your spin zone today. The question, though, is what to do on the mound. If I'm Tim Corbin, I'm throwing Rocker today. I mean, he last threw on Friday. 
and it was Friday afternoon, so he's had Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to rest. Three days rest in between starts. He should be good to go. Uh, it's a little bit of a different choice for Chris Lamonis and, and Will Bednar today because it's just two days instead of three. One day does make a difference. Uh, but if I am Tim Corbin, that's who I'm throwing today. I am putting all of the pressure on Mississippi State today. I, I hear the logic where since you've won game one, you give him an extra day's rest to throw game three, but I don't like the idea of conceding a game, essentially. If Rocker is available, if he's ready, you pitch him today, and what you do is you force Mississippi State to consider throwing Bednar. I wouldn't, if I was Vanderbilt, I would announce it right now. If that's what I'm doing, I would announce it. I would make it public. Kumar Rocker throwing today. Kumar Rocker, Kumar Rocker, Kumar Rocker. He's rested. He's ready. Top 10 pick, all this stuff. I, I put the pressure on Mississippi State if I'm Corbin today. Because their best option, of course, is Will Bednar. But he pitched two days ago. Well, there's two days in between starts. So he pitched three days ago. He's got two days rest. That's not an unprecedented thing. I mean, we've seen it before. But it's not something he's used to. So it's a very short rest, out of his comfort zone. That's what I do if I'm Vanderbilt today. I'm screaming from the mountaintops. Kumar Rocker is throwing tonight because then I get Chris Lamonis and Fox Hall and, and the whole staff there to sit down and talk about what they need to do on the mound. Do we need to rush Bednar back into the rotation tonight because they're throwing Rocker? And with all due respect to, to Houston Harding or anybody else that State could throw tonight, they're not Kumar Rocker. Will Bednar is the guy that can match pitch for pitch with Rocker, that you know can. Nobody else has that kind of stuff. And that's not a slight. That's just how good Rocker is and how good Will Bednar's been as well. Uh, that's what I'd do if I'm Vanderbilt. Um, really tough decision coming for Mississippi State today. Really tough decision. Talk about that more in a second. A couple of messages. Scott says, good morning. Good morning to you, Scott. Hope uh, hope you're doing well today. And Charlie says, morning. State bounces back tonight coming from an Ole Miss fan. They have grit. They absolutely do have that. Counting them out's crazy. Uh, you, you should not do that, especially with what recent history has told us about them and other teams in this position. Um, really tough decision for Chris Lamonis tonight. What would you do? If you were Chris Lamonis, what would you do tonight? Two days rest for your guy, but you obviously have to win this game. What would you do? Uh, and there's something also to consider. Some people don't like this. I mean, I, I brought it up last week on the radio show, and some people were like, well, it's the College World Series. You you do whatever it takes, and, and I agree with that. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for thinking that. But there is a draft coming up. Just a few weeks away. And both of these guys, I mean, it's a decision for both of these coaches, Corbin and Lamonis. They both have pitchers. Rocker more so than Bednar, if you look at the projections. But Bednar could be a first-round pick. Absolutely. ESPN has him as like the number 20 pick. Some in the 30s and some even the early 40s. But it's possible. You're a few weeks away from life-altering money. Life-altering money. 
does that factor into your thinking at all? I think it should because of, of course it should. The, these aren't humans after all. They're not baseball playing robots. Will Bednar has had a history of, of injuries in the past. He has been handled perfectly by Mississippi State. I'm not suggesting that. He has been handled perfectly. Was barely stretched at all this season, if ever. Uh, he's been handled very well. But he does have a history of that. Um, is that something you consider when you're deciding who to throw tonight? I think that answer is yes. I don't think that ends your discussion. I think if you feel like they're rested and ready, you've got to throw them. But you do think in the back of your mind when you're making these decisions, if something happens, I'm never signing one of these guys again. It's got to be a factor. And if the kid wants to go, the kid wants to go. Norman says, Vandy is too deep to burn Rocker tonight. What if he's gassed after 50 pitches? And see, that's that's kind of, I mean, after three days rest, it's definitely not something they're used to. There's no doubt. There's, it's not something they're used to. But if you feel like he is capable of giving you everything, then I think you throw him tonight just because you put the pressure on Mississippi State, uh, if that's the case. But that, that's a good point. I mean, they're really deep on the mound. I hate the concept of conceding a game, though. Uh, I know this is a unique circumstance because short rest and draft upcoming and, and stuff like that, for sure. Uh, but if on three days rest, if Kumar Rocker's like, hey, I'm good, my arm is good, the trainer says, hey, he's set, he's ready, 100% full go, he's good tonight, that's what I'd do. Scott says, was it just me or did they not let KP talk much last night until the 6th? Yeah, it's it's an... It's a shame how little he contributes to the broadcast. Uh, the one guy in there that actually knows and understands college baseball. I mean, Carl Ravitch last night wasn't familiar with the Whistler. I mean, co- I mean, come on, man. He, he, last week he said that he doesn't know anything about Mississippi State's home field advantage. Now, I mean, little things like that, you should just know. It, it shouldn't be a question at the championship game. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet calling the college football national championship was like, hmm, a lot of Alabama fans here. I wonder uh, wonder what their stadium's like. I wonder if it's cool. Guys, do you think, is it loud there? Could you imagine that? So, so why do we do it for baseball? Anyway. No, it's, they, they select this wrong. It should be Tom Hart and Ben McDonald and Kyle Peterson. He can stay because he's great. That's who should be calling these games this week. It should be those guys, the ones that actually do college baseball, that know college baseball, that will research Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and know everything about both teams and the towns and the programs and the history and everything. This crew doesn't do that. Norman says, I guarantee Tracy Rocker is more concerned with his son than another title, but shrug. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, I, I got chastised for it on the radio. But if I'm Kumar Rocker's dad, I, I even had somebody, well, his dad shouldn't be making the call for him. He's in college. Uh, okay. Um, I still uh, go to my dad for advice. I'm almost 30. I'm a dad myself. But... 
I, I come to him for every, I, I rely on his guidance for a lot of things, um, especially in college when uh, he was in part funding me. <laughs> um, yeah, Tracy Rocker should have influence on this decision. Of course he should. Are you kidding me? Uh, college kids don't know what's best for themselves all the time. Especially because you know that, I, I promise you, Kumar just wants to pitch. That's all he wants to do. He just wants to pitch. He would have pitched on one day's rest. He'd have pitched back-to-back if you'd let him. He's a competitor. These kids are competitors. Will, I promise you, Will Bender's like, yeah, I can pitch tonight. Hell yeah, I can. Give me the ball, coach. I got this. That's why you don't let college kids make decisions all the time. Um, but I, yeah, I got, I got roasted for saying that if I'm Kumar's dad, I, I really have a conversation with Tim Corbin about my son and his availability tonight. Maybe parents shouldn't be involved in stuff like this. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand. But when he's looking at his son that is about to get a multi-million dollar life altering payday, I think it's absolutely fine. If he's involved in the decision-making, I would be, I would hope my dad would be. And when I'm looking at life altering stuff, guess who I call first person I call. It's my dad. So there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people got so upset about that because that's how I would be. If I were Kumar, dad, what do you think? Trainer says I'm good to go. Rested for three days. What do you think? Well, son, it's said, you know, it's it's your call. Just know if you're feeling uncomfortable, you're done. Okay? Yes, sir. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Devin says Vady should start little tonight. I certainly, I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Uh, I don't think that would be a bad decision. If they decide to rest Rocker for one more day. If I'm Corbin and, and my trainers tell me, hey, this kid's good to go, that's who I'm throwing tonight, though. Scott says, with McLeod's performance this past month, do you think he'll be back in Starkville next year? I would hope so. Um, are you talking from a draft perspective? I mean, some some of these guys just kind of just want to be done with college, you know? And are ready to move on. But I don't think he would – maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you know, he's got good stuff from the left side too. I, You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he would be a high enough draft pick to justify leaving school yet. I, I could be way off. But I don't know if he's got that life-altering payday coming his way in the same way that Bednar does, you know. Um, if I'm Will Bednar, I'm gone because he's going to be a first-round pick, possibly. Especially with injury history, that's what I'd do. That that decision is not as cut and dry for McLeod, I don't think. The, the money's not going to be the same at all. Um, but some guys are just ready, you know. They just want to go. They're just done taking classes and stuff like that, and they want to be a professional. Wouldn't fault him for that, but there's a chance another year in college could do him some good. 
So anyway, it's something to consider. It's something to consider for sure. If you got so a lot of you here talked about what Vanderbilt should do. What do you think State should do? Do you throw Bednar on two days rest? You have to win. I mean, you, you have to win tonight. Obviously, you know, breaking news: more to eleven. Mississippi State has to win tonight. He's your best arm. You do have a rested Landon Sims ready to go. Most of your bullpen is intact, really. Do you throw Bednar tonight, or do you risk not shooting your best arrow and possibly going 0-2? And that question right there is why I still maintain that Tim Corbin needs to announce it right now that Kumar starting tonight. Force Mississippi State to throw Will Bednar tonight on short rest. Take the decision out of their hands. That's that's what I would do. But anyway, Hootie and company tonight, Norman says. I hear you, and th- that would not be a bad decision. It's one of those things, you know. I, you know, I know I'm supposed to sit here and, you know, pick a side. I, you know, that's what that's what you're supposed to do in radio, right? Even though this isn't radio. Uh, this is the platform of the future. It's on demand and stuff. But uh, I'm supposed to sit here and pick a side and say, Chris Lamonis needs to do this tonight. And if he doesn't, he's a bum. And I know I'm, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. But I think either decision is justifiable. There's pros and cons to each one. If you start Houston Harding tonight and you lose, you played a championship series without firing your best bullet. And th- that's tough to swallow. But, if you start Will Bednar tonight, it's short rest. Something that he hasn't done this season. Two days rest is not something that he's done this season. So there's pros because Bednar's your best guy. But there's a con to that. Two days rest, never done it before. And oh, by the way, he's possibly going to receive life-altering money here in a few weeks. And you don't want to ruin that for your kid. Harding is not your best bullet, but he should be rested and ready to go, and your bullpen is healthy, and you can have a quick hook on him. Sims can give you multiple innings if you need to. Johnson's available, as Scott says. Norman said Hootie and company. Scott said start him for a couple innings, then go Johnson and piece it together for Sims at the end. Devin says I would start Harding and have Sims in the pen ready to go. Norman says I don't think you see Bednar tonight, period. Uh, what... What will happen, possibly, is if he goes Harding tonight, there will be criticism if they lose, and, and I, I won't entertain that. So, for whatever I, you know, whatever that's worth to you guys, I, I won't entertain that. I will not criticize Chris Lamonis for either decision, honestly. Uh, I know that's not what, again, that's not what I'm supposed to do here. I'm supposed to Get after him, you know? Not here. There's pros and cons to each one. Either decision is justifiable and understandable, and the alternative is also justifiable and understandable. Scott says he would go Harding, Johnson, Sims. I mean, look, those three guys can beat Vanderbilt. You saw what State's bullpen did last night after Christian McLeod's, with all due respect to the young man, after the debacle of the first inning. They shut Vanderbilt down. 
it's not a good offense. They don't necessarily need to throw Will Bednar tonight to shut down that offense. It's all about if Mississippi State can score. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I'm not worried necessarily about the pitching. I'm not worried about Houston Harding coming in and giving them a good start and a chance to win the game, honestly. So I guess I'm talking myself into that decision more and more as I as I think through this with you guys. I think I'm changing I'm changing my mind here, guys. I think. I don't know who I would start. I don't get paid a million dollars or anything close. Um <laughs> it's all about scoring runs for state tonight. It's all about scoring runs for State tonight. I am not worried about Houston Harding and Johnson and Sims shutting them down. Norman, exactly what I'm saying. You've got to win a game without Bednar to win this thing anyway. It's a good point. It's a really good point. I mean, you've got to win too. Houston Harding's got to start in a game that you win. Has to. So it doesn't matter which one it is, I guess. So, no wrong decision here. There will be some criticism if they lose tonight. I don't think they will. I think Mississippi State will bounce back tonight. My underpick last night was garbage. Ugh. Lost that in the first inning. Some of you guys reminded me on Twitter about that. I appreciate that. It means you guys are listening. But, yeah, my underpick was awful. Uh, so, sorry to uh, to ruin your your day today, but I think Mississippi State will bounce back and win today. So go ahead and load up on Vanderbilt because that's how it's gone. That's just how it's gone. So Scott says, I think the offense will pick up tonight because Vandy has used most of their big arms except for Rocker. I mean, Maldonado can't pitch tonight, can he? Can't? I mean, mm, maybe. Um, they're really deep, though, of course. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> Jack, Jack Leiter is going to be a top 10 pick. I mean, that's who they saw last night, right? That's who they saw. Norman says, I trust this coaching staff. How can you not? I, I am very anti-trust the coaches. They know more than you, like generally speaking. I got that a lot during the Matt Luke era when I spent every single day for that entire 2019 season telling everybody that's willing to listen, this offense will not work in the SEC. They have the wrong quarterback in the game. They're mismanaging the entire thing. And I got some, oh, well, the coaches know more than you. Yeah, you know, maybe they do. But I can see something not working. And it's my job to criticize coaches anyway. It's literally my job description. I don't like to trust the coaches thing, generally speaking. But in this case, I'm with you. Either decision is a justifiable one. Either decision is a fine one. Uh, Chris Lamonis knows Will Bednar's situation better than I do. And the way he's handled pitchers really all year long, I think, leads to uh, a trust, if you will. Uh, I don't like doing that, but I think in this case, it, it's absolutely warranted and uh, and fine. Because they've given you no reason to doubt them yet. And if it doesn't work, guys, it doesn't work. Uh, I know that. You know, people hate losing. It sucks. I don't think they're going to tonight anyway. But uh, people hate losing. And uh, if that happens tonight, somebody's going to want to look for someone to blame. I don't think he can do that here. I, re- I really don't. I mean, I mean, what else? What else do you want Chris Lamonis and his staff and his team to do? 
you know, sometimes you just you play a team that's also incredibly good in the championship, and and sometimes you just come up short, even though you're a great team and you pulled the strings the right way. That it's possible that's what happens tonight. I don't think it will. I hope it doesn't. But anyway, I'm getting out ahead of that kind of stuff because I we will undoubtedly get messages if Bednar does not start. I promise you, at least on the text on on the radio show, we will get. Well, he should have started Bednar. What a mistake that was. That kind of stuff. Not going to entertain it if that's the route he goes. Just not going to entertain that. Look at the decisions to this point that have gotten them. It's not Matt Luke. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Very different things going on here. One guy has been to Omaha 100% of the time. Well, at Mississippi State, the other one couldn't win with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. So, you know, I mean, tomato, uh, pear. <laughs> Very different things. Uh, I guess the better comparison would be tomato and lawn chair. You know, that's more of it. Anyway, so that's uh, that's what I'm going with. State and uh, and the over tonight is my pick. I hope I don't jinx you. And uh, hopefully back here talking tomorrow about a rubber match. So interesting decisions upcoming for Chris Limonis. Do you throw Bednar out on short rest? Do you go with Harding? Same thing with Tim Corbin. Do you try to bury Mississippi State tonight? Do you throw Kumar Rocker tonight? Or do you save your best bullet for what you know will definitely be a game three, no matter what happens tonight. So really interesting decisions upcoming. Um, looking forward to talking with you guys about this more this afternoon, and of course uh, tomorrow morning as uh, as well. We are about in July. So once this ends, whether it's great for Mississippi State or bad or somewhere in between, I guess, uh, we'll turn the page next week and we'll be a month from football. So, hey, silver linings and whatnot. But anyway, State in the Over tonight is my pick. We'll uh, see you guys tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. And uh, good luck tonight. It's a national championship. The national championship. Still feels good to say. So, see you all tomorrow morning. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.